Welcome to Bollywood is for Lovers, part of the Alberta Podcast Network, powered by ATB. I'm Aaron Fraser. And I'm Vampire Matt Bose. In this special Halloween Netflix and Dill edition, we're discussing the Netflix ghost drama Typewriter from Sujoy Ghosh. Before we begin, we would like to respectfully acknowledge that we record this podcast on Treaty 6 territory, traditional lands of First Nations and Métis people. Boo! You're, that's got, what a ghost would say. What if I'm the ghost of a vampire? It, I don't know. I flummoxed you. When when did you decide you were a vampire? Uh, I don't know. 11? <laughs> yeah. I've been a vampire a long time. You've been aging surprisingly quickly for a vampire. That's harsh. Yeah, I've also... <laughs> That's rough, actually. I've also noticed that when you look in the mirror to shave, you can see yourself. Actually, I probably should have picked something like post-pubescent. <laughs> Otherwise, there's some problems with our relationship if I've been 11 this whole time. Oh, God. I didn't if, even think of that. If I've been in a you know interview with a vampire type scenario. Mm. Yeah. That's up. I'm surprised you, pick, you picked vampire. I thought you would want to be a zombie more than a vampire. No, vampires are cooler. Okay. I mean, I've always thought so. I think zombies are, you know, there's been more good zombie movies lately. Mm-hmm. Like, there hasn't been a good vampire movie lately. And no, no, you can't say Dracula Untold. Dracula Untold. Bad vampire movie. It's so good. Luke Evans is sexy. Uh-huh. And he broods a lot. And he turns and into a cloud Sarah of bats. And Sarah Gadden is there. And then he turns into a swarm of bats. He doesn't turn into one bat. He turns into a whole swarm of them. I know. But he doesn't really do anything else. It's great. He just keeps turning into a bunch of bats. And he Did has you like know a that battle. Luke Evans is releasing an album? Yes, you've told me this on multiple occasions. Yeah, it's going to be like... The real horror covers is... Covers of his favorite songs, love songs. Yeah. It's going to be great. But, yeah, I, I think that zombies are probably a better metaphor for modern life. Mm-hmm. And that's why there's been better movies about them lately. But vampires, like, obviously you want to be a vampire. It's the best one. Especially if you're in a Twilight or Vampire Diaries scenario where you, <laughs> yeah. you don't even have to worry about going outside. You just live forever and have superpowers. Yeah. No yeah. downside. Just sexy teen. Literally forever. no downside whatsoever. <laughs> um, central conceit of the Twilight movies is dumb. Be a vampire. <laughs> just be a vampire. Did you ever read Anne Rice? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> I know that's big in your house. Yeah, well, you know, it's just, it's all about that existential kind of angst around living forever. I can have existential angst now, and I'm not even a rich vampire. <laughs> okay. So, so like, I, I think being a rich old vampire who doesn't need to spend money on food, mm-hmm. and that probably helps with some of the angstiness. Mm. Yeah. Well, now that we've exhausted this, uh, <laughs> this, this, this talk about... <laughs> of, uh, of content. Yeah, about you being a vampire. What um, would you be? I would be myself. No, you have to pick a monster. I don't... Pick a monster. I guess a witch. Yeah. Witches are good. Yeah. They have amazing magical powers. Yeah. I'd be like a... Would you be a love witch? Yeah. Yeah. Like like love witch or practical magic. Like that kind of like... like a friendly witch? Sexy hipster witch. <laughs> a friendly witch? Yeah. Until they get crossed. Or, or like a Kiki's delivery service witch. Oh, delightful. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's not exactly a monster anymore, for sure. <laughs> Well, you seem satisfied with the answer of which. Yeah. yeah. Witches are good. Which, I love witches. Uh, tweet us at uh, Bollywood Pod what monster you would want to be. Uh, so I Matt- would also, <laughs> being a sexy Frankenstein would be okay. I, I do love Frankenstein. Our latest episode of Trash Out Movies is all about Frankenstein. Yeah. Matt, <laughs> yeah. Uh, putting aside Halloween for a moment. Why? 
I would like to welcome you back, not just to this podcast with me, to but this continent. To this continent. Yep. What have you been up to? I was in Germany for two weeks for work. Yeah. Um, I went to the Frankfurt Book Fair. Mm-hmm. And did you buy lots of books? I bought four or five books. Mm. Two of which were for you. Oh, thank you. Including the exhibition of the German Film Museum. Yes, it, it seems that there was a lot of Marlena Dietrich stuff. There was like, f- it, it's where the Marlena Dietrich uh, archives and lots of her stuff is. So, yeah, lots of that. It I looks met like the, you saw the hat from Morocco. I'm very jealous. Yeah, I met the Machine Man from uh, Metropolis mm-hmm. after watching its movie. I keep saying it. I mean, it's not really a thing. In, it's not really having a gender until they put the Maria skin on it. Right. Um, and they say Machine Man consistently throughout. Yeah, and you, but you went also went to go see a 90th anniversary screening of Metropolis with a live score. Yeah, it ruled. Yeah, if you could do that, especially yeah. in uh, Art Deco Theater in Berlin, East Berlin, mm-hmm. I recommend you do it. Yeah, that sounds it's pretty good. Sounded like it was great. Did you go to the uh, theme park that the Madurai Europe Dick Park? <laughs> I think it was called. Yeah, yeah. we did. Yeah. That Madurai Dick shit goes to in Delta Buckle Hay. Yeah, I went there and she was there. Yeah, um, did you guys dance around? Actually, was there. Uh, no, we had corn dogs. Oh. She was tired from some previous dancing. What does Madre Dixit put on her corn dogs? Mustard? Uh, she's being very European, so she was dipping it in mayonnaise. Oh. Yeah. Did, did Sidebar, I ate a lot of currywurst in mm-hmm. Berlin, and now I do like mayonnaise on uh, fries. Oh, you didn't before. I had never really uh, experienced it and like explored it, mm. but now I'm into it. Now you're into it. And you it. don't like mayonnaise at all, so I mean, it's not well, like you're going to buy mayonnaise for me. We have some Japanese mayonnaise in the fridge. Yeah, it's not the same. It's not the same. Yeah. This is true. Mm-hmm. Well, welcome back. Um, if people are wondering, A, why this episode is a little later than usual, it's because Matt has been in Germany, um, or B... We're waiting why? for the light of the full moon to do another <laughs> Hindi Horror Halloween episode. Yeah. <laughs> or why this year's Hindi Horror Halloween episode is coming um, so late, and also... Is you can only listen to us while you trick and treat. Going to be about one Netflix trick show. Trick or treat. You can, you can uh, trick and treat. It's partly because Matt has been in Germany. Things have been busy lately. But... We did two supplemental episodes <laughs> uh, leading up to this, so... Hopefully that assuaged your appetite for blood. <laughs> okay, so this is the the fifth edition, or the fifth year that we've done a Hindi horror episode. And it's one of many Netflix and Dills, or Deadflix and Kills in this particular instance. Yes, you're you're really happy with that uh, that alternate title. Yeah, I am. Yeah. Uh, we should have used it on Google, actually. Well, we can always go back and... Yeah, we can change it. We can change it. Yeah. Uh, so every year around Halloween, we watch some horror movies, or in this case, a short horror TV show, with kind of mixed mixed results. Yes. Yeah. Hindi I have not films. once been scared. No? No. No. Uh, uh, I will say, the scene in Virana, where they rip off a scene from Invasion of the Body Snatchers, they right. literally steal a scene where a dog has a person face. Right. That scared me. <laughs> But the track record of me being scared by Hindi horror films is not good. Okay, so here's the question, Matt. I think, is, yes, you have to. it has to be scary to be a successful horror movie. You think that it has to scare you personally yes. in order for it to be successful. So what kind of stuff... You need to provoke an emotional response. Like a romance movie, you have to be kind of like, oh, okay. you know, it's like, it's like um, you know, it's 
pulling the heartstrings or an action movie, you have to get kind of excited. I mean, I agree with you about an emotional response, but I don't think in a horror film that emotional response necessarily needs to be fear. Like, what about a gothic horror romance? Sure. I need to feel something. You need to feel something. And typically, with the Hindi horror content we've seen, barring uh, Ghoul, which was decent. Yeah. Uh, Virana, which was campy in, like, a good way. Yeah. Um, I think Diane, which I would say kind of veered more towards adventure than horror. Okay, fair enough. Or, well, it's just like it's like a... It's supernatural. Yeah, it's like yeah. it's like a guy dealing with witch problems rather than like a scary witch. Yeah. Uh, Pari, Pari was pretty. Um, yeah. We didn't even do that for a Hindi horror yeah. episode. It was just an Anushka Sharma episode. Same with Street. Like yeah, but Street again. Street was funny. Yeah, it's a horror comedy, but I do think it like it makes you feel something. Yeah, and specifically, Street is targeting men. Yeah. To scare them, so mm-hmm. I think that worked a little. Mm-hmm. But like, okay. I do try to you know, analyze films from an academic perspective, I'll say. But when it comes to horror, I do want it to at least attempt to be scary. Okay. And when it succeeds, I like it a lot better. I guess for me, I don't always place the emphasis on whether or not I personally found it frightening. I guess in that case, then, would you think... This might scare someone else because the other problem I've had is that I don't think right. this would scare anybody else. Yeah, I know that's fair. I'm not like some sort of, you know, super brave person who's not scared <laughs> of things happening. I you know, flip out at things all the time. Yeah, and I'm I'm certainly not trying to say that I like have super thick skin, you know, like you know, John Carpenter's the thing, you know, maybe one of the greatest yes. horror movies of all time. Terrifying. Not the greatest horror film. Like that that movie does genuinely frighten me. Invasion of the Body Snatchers. Um, yeah. Very sure. disturbing. Yeah. Um, but you know, my favorite horror project in recent years is also another Netflix show, uh, which is The Haunting of Hill House. Which you watched without me. Yes. And I think one of the reasons why I really love that show, well I admit, you know what, it, it was kind of genuinely chilling. Um, but the reason why I really love that show is because it used horror to discuss larger themes around mental illness and family trauma and coping with loss. Like, and it really, like, it really got to me. I think you need a baseline level of spookiness, though. Yeah. In order for the greater social message to mean anything, yeah. because otherwise you could just make a movie about a grieving family. And not have a haunted house. Yeah. Right? But I think I think the best horror films are about and the and the best horror stories, you know, you know, literature and, and, and TV as well, uh, are about things more than just the, the jump scares and the fright. I I agree, but I think sometimes you have to really examine something to get that. Mm-hmm. Like think about Friday the thirteenth, which very popular series. They did like 12 of them. Yeah. And, and I quite like the first one. Yeah. I, I like Freddy vs. Mm-hmm. Jason, too. Oh, yeah. Freddy vs. Jason is really fun. But I think um, the kind of subtextual thing there, you have to understand what's going on in America at the time. Right. The religious uh, right was coming up, and there was a fear of sex left over from the 60s. Like, the free love generation was done. Okay. You know, teens, teens having sex, bad. Jason kills them. Okay, but what about Frankenstein? Frankenstein is a story that you know was written in the yeah. 1800s that continues no, I'm saying to that, resonate with us. Like I'm saying that like um, Friday the 13th, for instance, resonates on a on a level that 
like you might you have to like think about later like oh yeah i guess this is kind of like a reaction to right. the sexual politics of the 60s okay but something like frankenstein you think yeah you know science has meddled too far mm-hmm. we we've tampered with things we don't understand it could be nuclear energy it mm-hmm. could be dna whatever your boogeyman at the time would be also a creation asking its creator why we exist yeah. at all that kind of existential horror. yeah i mean it kind of wears its uh it, its themes more on its sleeve because it's also designed to be a great work of literature whereas yeah um friday the 13th was designed <laughs> to like make money like <laughs> and so, some horror you can just read into later and on excite and, teens yeah like some horror you can read like read into and like pull deeper stuff out of it yeah all stuff about the final girl and reactionary stuff in the 70s reactions to the mm-hmm. 60s that kind of thing you know it's not immediately inherent that that's part of the soup that generates yeah. these things and keeping that in mind i am very much willing to admit that not being an indian person there may be things in some of these movies that are going to twig to them that is not going to apply to me yeah yeah so this is leading up to 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 kind of how we felt about typewriter which yeah. is a show that i think we had kind of high expectations well for. i mean i i read reviews before right right i typically don't but they were People were sharing them on Twitter. Because this was your idea. You I were know. like, I was, I was pushing for Tumbad. Yes, we wanted to have a specific horror expert to come on and talk about that movie, but you know, our plans fell through. Yeah. So that's why we didn't do that one. You know, mask off, <laughs> hockey mask above my face. That's why we didn't watch Tumbad. Okay. I saw people on Twitter uh, sharing uh, links from The Observer, as well as Distractify, <laughs> which is maybe not the most. Uh, journalistically rigorous um, site, but say the new Netflix sensation you haven't heard about. Before we answer, please grab onto something comforting. Like, okay, cool. I like horror movies. I like Hindi movies. Mm-hmm. I would love to see one that actually is scary. Or get ready to lose sleep thanks to Netflix's new horror series, Typewriter. Mm-hmm. But I believe this is one of those situations where the marketing has definitely overtaken the actual product. Right. They did a good job of getting critics to say, this is scary, you know, don't let your kids watch this or whatever. Mm-hmm. But it turns out that your kids could probably watch it fine. <laughs> but, but that's not to say that those critics aren't correct in their opinions, because potentially they did really like it and find it scary. Sure. <laughs> if there's seven. I just don't want to say that you're implying that critics have been bought off by Netflix. I'm not saying that they've been bought off. I've been saying that like the marketing for this show yeah. promised something that it didn't deliver on. And this happens a lot with horror movies. Like, yes. You know, when Robert Eggers' The Witch came out and critics were saying, you know, that it was absolutely terrifying. When Hereditary um, came out. They were yeah. saying, like, this is the scariest movie that's ever premiered at Sundance or whatever it premiered at. People ran out of the aisles. You know, people were ha- uh, the people working on it were having panic attacks and all this stuff. And then you watch it, like, it is disturbing. Yeah. I do find the... It's pretty you know, frightening. I, I find the family uh, dynamic stuff at the beginning up until the uh, telephone pole, I guess, and immediately after. I find that a lot scarier. Yeah. Like, actually dealing with... You know, someone having an allergy attack or someone dying for real rather than the cult stuff. Like, the cult stuff's okay. But the first part was, yeah, very scary. I had a similar reaction to Midsommar. Uh, But just kind of mentioning The Witch. um, that's And that is a movie that I generally found very frightening. But a lot of audiences didn't. And I think it's because it doesn't rely on jump scares and kind of the typical 
tricks of the trade that we're used to from kind of cheap Bloomhouse films. Yeah. Uh, nothing against Bloomhouse. They've made some incredible films. Yeah. Um, but why do so they do, had, why do they do it better than Hindi cinema? Um, you know, I think because their films are consistently like based on the amount of money that they cost to make. Yeah. They make a ton of money, and especially if you converted it into into crores, like they would be head and, like hand and shoulders over the Indian market for how much money they make. Yeah. There's a strong tradition of horror in Western cinema that dates back to, you know, the silent era with stuff like Caligari and then you have the Universal Monsters in the thirties and Or so. the Great Train Robbery where the guy shot the audience and everyone freaked out. Yeah, sure. So you can see a a trajectory in now we are not experts on you know the hundred plus years of history of Indian cinema by any. We've read means. books about it, but yeah, um, it's it's tough to it's tough to get that expertise. Yeah, the genre isn't just as strong. Sorry. The Ramsey brothers essentially kickstarted the whole thing, but they started in the late seventies, early eighties. Yeah, so they are coming at it seventy years behind everyone else. Mm-hmm. And I wonder if. The prevalence of mythological epics kind of filled that gap for showing things that are outside of the ordinary, supernatural type stuff. Mm-hmm. I wonder if that kind of filled that urge. Yeah. Because yeah. those kind of fell away and, um, you know, your your horror movies came in around that time. I'm not too sure. Like, you know, we've we've put some some research into this in the past. I read the whole book on the Ramsey Brothers. Yeah. But, yeah, it, it just doesn't seem like there is as strong of a tradition of horror filmmaking in India they also, as there is in, here in the West yeah. um, or, in, or even in Japan. The Hindi, the Hindi horror movies, too, seem like they're trying to emulate American horror movies. Yeah, a lot of them do. And even something <clears throat> as good as like NH10 felt like it was trying to emulate a uh, like 70s grindhouse yeah. thriller. Whereas, you know, a Haosu, for instance, from Japan... <laughs> Buck Wild, very strange, not tied to any tradition that I like. There's obviously Japanese mythological yeah. stuff it's playing with, but the movie is completely on its own planet. But you get stuff in Hindi cinema like Creature 3D, which is sort of like if Jaws was a dinosaur man, mm-hmm. or all of the Ramsey Brothers movies, which were uh, what if a uh, zombie or a vampire or a someone witch. or a witch, or like what if they lived in a decrepit mansion somewhere. Or what, what if, what if this hotel was built on a haunted. Christian graveyard? Yeah. What if Poltergeist was a hotel? Yeah. So it seems like they're kind of trying to emulate Hollywood stuff. And the ones we like better, like Ekthi Diane, are playing with, um, you know, what an Indian witch is like. Yeah. It, there does seem to be kind of lately a lot of worthwhile horror films or supernatural films um, that, you know, that are that are rather exciting. So it seems like this kind of untapped market is starting to. We're starting to see more. And um, the other thing is, much like Christian movies, uh, there's a really good video by Renegade Cut. I showed mm, you this guy. He's mm-hmm. a socialist film critic, and he was talking about how um, typically horror movies exist in a Judeo-Christian framework, mm-hmm. so that you know exorcisms can be done by Catholic priests because they're the best ones to do it. Whatever. So that means that a lot of Indian movies with exorcisms and the like are set in Goa because there's the Catholic presence there. Right. Which, where typewriters set. Right, exactly. So it's also, again, playing with, 
you know, Western tradition of how to mm-hmm. deal with demons and ghosts and stuff. Yeah. But Tambad is the big um, one we're missing here. Yeah. It kind of seems like an original awesome thing. And yeah. We'll yeah. watch it eventually. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna get to it soon. Yeah, uh, once we get all our ducks in a row with guests. <laughs> so that's that's to say, all of this <laughs> preamble is to say that we went in with high expectations for a typewriter, maybe higher than we should have had. Too high. Too high. Uh, Matt, do you want to set up typewriter for us? Sure. So it's a five episode TV show directed by Sujoy Ghosh, who was the guy who did Kahani, right? Kahani, Badla. Aladdin. A lot. Man, I've seen almost every Sujay Ghosh film, is what I'm gathering here. Uh, there's something else. Kahani 2? <laughs> yeah, Kahani 2. Which I didn't see. Well, there, there's some earlier stuff we haven't seen as well. But, but he yeah. is he's known for kind of twisty, plotty thrillers. Like Kahani, yeah. great mystery to kind of unravel. Mm-hmm. And whatever Aladdin was. Aladdin. <laughs> very strange, sort of. Yeah. Rapping Amitabh Bachchan. Yeah. ICP Dark Carnival versus <laughs> uh, that guy, Ritesh, whatever his name is. Deshmukh. Yeah, Ritesh Deshmukh is Aladdin, I guess. <laughs> I guess. Um, and Budla, which was a bad remake of another twisty story. So I guess this typewriter does fit into what I know of as of because it does have a fairly convoluted story. Oh, yes. Also. Yeah. And I, I'll say that the the way that it is presented to the audience makes it needlessly convoluted. Mm. Um, so it's about uh, these four kids, uh, Sam, Satyajit, Devraj, and eventually Nick, who uh, live in Goa, in a place called Bardez. And uh, Nick shows up later with his family when they buy the Bardez villa. Well, no, they already own it. Her, his They're mom is returning yeah. to her childhood home. Yeah, so she lived there with her grandfather, who was a uh, famous uh, novelist who wrote a lot of scary books. And Sam and her friends are called the Ghost Club, and they like to investigate ghosts. And they're also fans of the uh, grandfather's work, including a very important book called The Ghost of Sultanpur, mm-hmm. which uh, Nick is also reading. Uh, so they move into the uh, Bardez villa, and strange things start happening, mm-hmm. uh, connected to the existence of a typewriter that uh, shows up in the house. And over the course of the five episodes, you find out uh, what sort of mystical significance this uh, typewriter has in the life of Jenny's family. Mm-hmm. Jenny's the mother of Nick, the son. And how Sam's, uh, who... Her mother died, and she lives with her father, who is a cop. Um, and she's very interested in ghosts because she wants to contact her mother, basically. Mm-hmm. So how these two women sort of investigate the family history to try and figure out the mystery of the manor and deal with a lot of extraneous characters? Yeah, there's a lot of character. I think three or four of the episodes start with a kind of flashback to somewhere else. Definitely mm-hmm. three of them, like the third, fourth, and fifth episode. Starts with a flashback to, you know, 50 years ago, 30 years ago, where this um, this guy, this entity called the Fakir, uh, is growing in power, and we learn all about him. Mm-hmm. But I feel like this could have been handled a bit differently. Yeah, I... I really felt like the pacing of the show was off. So the first two episodes, nothing happens. And for a five-episode series, 
for the first two to kind of drag so slowly yeah. um, was was a little frustrating. Things kind of start to pick up in the third, but then it just kind of there's comes, a ton of stuff. Happens. Yeah, then it just comes. It comes at you really quickly. Whereas I think the impact could have been stronger if if things had just been paced better. If it had been kind of restructured, where spookier stuff starts happening earlier, but we get more time to invest in some of these characters. Uh, it's being compared to Stranger Things a lot, and you can see why. You have like four kids, three boys, and a girl who want to like be ghost hunters. Yeah, and and a cop. Yeah, who very much who kind of feels them. like a Hopper character. Yeah. Um, and I mean, I don't, I don't know if it has kind of the same nostalgic elements that Stranger Things has. It may have nostalgia for things that we don't know about exactly. growing up in Goa, but it doesn't. It definitely doesn't have like the '80s movie. No. Like the Amblin style ET kids on bikes solving a thing mystery that. Uh, Stranger Things had, and it doesn't have like the alternate universe stuff either. But I was into kind of like, you know, these four kids and a dog. Yeah, uh, Buddy, Buddy the dog, my favorite character. Solving mysteries like that, like their little Scooby gang. That yeah, that's created. fun. That's really fun. But it just, I think, I think it's yeah. A lot of the problem is the pacing, and then it's not very scary. It is not scary at all. Were it not for like maybe two scenes of violence. And if some of the blood had been dialed back, and then there's a lot of swearing in the show. If it wasn't for all that stuff, it could have easily been like a like a Scooby Doo type show, yeah. Where these kids solving mystery, but it kind of gets bumped up with. Uh, at one point, someone's heart gets pulled out of their chest and shown to them, which is a pretty baller move if you want to pull it off. The Mola Ram, <laughs> if you want to call it that one, and uh, swearing a lot and people bleeding out their eyeballs and stuff. Um, but it doesn't go for it. It's kind of on one hand like pretty juvenile and on the other hand kind of adult but it doesn't really find its rhythm yeah and i don't have a problem if it, if it had wanted to be kind of like a ya kids thing no that would be fine yeah i i think it would have worked better that way yeah me too a haunted typewriter is something that you send scooby-doo after you don't send <laughs> jamie lee curtis to deal with ghosts are things you'll find in ya books slashers are not yeah like there, there's different levels of monster that you'll find in different um, media skewed at different mm-hmm. places. Like even a vampire, for instance, you'll have the Monster Squad and you'll see like a Dracula. Monster as Squad's a, a great movie. Yeah. I wish this was more like the Monster Squad. Yeah. But like you'll have Dracula there. He's wearing a tuxedo all the time, that kind of thing. Whereas you could have Let the Right One In with a very disturbing child vampire. Uh, that's what you would have for a more adult skewed thing. And I feel like the threat in this is violent, but also very childish. Yeah. And I mean, I don't have a problem, again, with childish or silly. I just wish that it had kind of like... The tone is weird. The tone is off. And so much of it looks really great. The performances are fantastic. Yeah, I liked Both, a lot of the actors. They just said stupid stuff. Yeah. <laughs> they didn't have anything to work with. Both from the children and the adults. Um, Palomi Ghosh as Jenny is great. And she she has a bit of a dual role because she has to play a ghost of herself as well as herself. Yeah. Spoiler um, alert for the first episode, I think. You find out pretty quick. That being said, she does spend a lot of the show kind of confused. <laughs> yeah. Um, Parav Kohli as the inspector... He's, he's good. He's great. He's got a, he's got a dumpy sort of Columbo 
down on his heels detective doesn't really have to do that big of jobs in Goa yeah. who's in over his head I like that and he totally has a I would like to I would like to see him in something else yeah he totally has a huge crush on Jenny yes okay here's an why argument why her husband is there why is her husband in the movie I don't know in, in the show you could have just gotten rid of him to get all together and then yeah you could have had a Hopper Joyce type dynamic with two uh, broken families as yeah. opposed to one family with a husband who, let me see if I can remember off the top of my head. This is going to be a spoilery episode, but you're probably not going to watch this show anyway. Um, <laughs> it's so, been on Netflix for a while. Yeah, the husband is engaged in like bad business deals. He's cheating on his wife. His, uh, the, the girl he's cheating on her with is like blackmailing him. Like he has a ton of business and stuff that, it never that pays has off. nothing to do with the plot it whatsoever. It never pays off. There's yeah. no reason for it. Yeah, just get rid of him. And have the two adults get yeah. together. Erna Sharma as Sam is absolutely delightful. Very I, precocious. And she's kind of, she's the emotional center of the piece because she's... She desperately believes in ghosts. She, she wants to meet one. She desperately believes in ghosts. And she, you know, and it's not a huge shock that part of the reason that she's so attached to ghosts and wants to be, you know, be a ghost hunter is because she's lost her mother and wants to kind of believe that you know her mother is still around this is a childish reaction to how that would work right but i just i wish that the that the the show invested more in her emotional life yeah i think it would have been richer if it had if there weren't like 40 characters in this show you could especially you know because um jenny is discovering the truth about her mother's death so, like, they kind of share that in common. There's a really lovely moment in the last episode where Sam is bugging this kind of fake, well, maybe fake, ghost hunter. What's his name? Doctor... Doctor Spirit? Doctor Spirit. I like that scene, too. Yeah. And um, and she kind of he assumes goes, that He assumes that Sam is Jenny's daughter. Yeah. 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 And, and he says, is this your daughter? Yeah, your daughter to, shouldn't to talk to adults like that. And she says... And Jenny says, yes. Yeah, that was and nice. And that look on Sam's face, I kind of wish that, they, that the show had done more with you know I, I like I like the go in setting I like this spooky house I like this kind of old typewriter but I wish it had invested more in in building up these characters so that there should have been more scenes with them working together on the mystery yeah. as opposed to Sam and Jenny working at cross purposes yeah and also like developing a relation this relationship between Sam and Jenny where they're kind of dealing with they're dealing with the same thing the loss of their mothers and mm-hmm. and how so the, the moments when you when you see them bond I think are really lovely but they're just they're kind of few and far between yeah I also really liked uh, the kid who played Satyajit uh, Mikhail Gandhi uh, mm. aka Gablu who um, just has kind of funny lines that he comes up with like he's being held hostage and he's like sir 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 I really have to pee. Also, I'm bored. Can I do anything I could do here? Yeah. That's fun. I like that kid. The kids are really fun. Like, I don't know. The show was kind of frustrating because I think it had a lot of the elements, but just narratively, I didn't really think it worked. Um, It did kind of have a Ramsey Brothers story, though. Yeah. Like a weird, basically a witch who gives her son witch powers, and then he uses it to, like, Force choke people to death, essentially, <laughs> and have ghost friends. That didn't really make any sense in that one episode. But, like, yeah, like, as a villain, he's not great. Yeah. He's not connected at all, really, to any of the characters. He, he has a relationship yeah. with Jenny's grandfather, but it's not like Jenny's grandfather killed his mom or no. something and he's out to get him. It's just sort of like 
Yeah, they interacted, and now there's a haunted typewriter. And the threat of the math teacher is like nothing. <laughs> he's he's nothing until he becomes like the Terminator. Yeah. Like yeah. regularly getting stabbed, uh, falling off cliffs. But they he's, like he's okay. They built him up at first, and then he just kind of disappears in the show for a while. Well, he doesn't disappear. Like he he becomes a math teacher, <laughs> yeah. and he's present in all the kind of fun school scenes where you're like. Oh yeah, that guy's a murderer. <laughs> it doesn't even do like him like looking out the window and thinking, "Man, I should really get back to murdering." Anyway, class, what do you think about this? No, he's just like a math teacher. Do you think the so usually I think Netflix shows are too long. Do you think this is the rare time when it's too short? Like it needed more episodes to kind of just flesh things out. No, I think I, that, I think it. this could have been a two-hour movie. Mm-hmm. You could have cut out like the husband subplot and. Uh, <laughs> The guy who lives down by the docks, like, he could have been in one scene rather than they keep going to his houseboat <laughs> over and over again. Or the the doctor, Dr. Ghost Hunter, what's his name? Dr. Spirit. Dr. Spirit. Like, again, we don't need to check in with Dr. Spirit all the time. <laughs> I get it. I He's like a fake doctor. Don't care. Um, I would prefer this to be a movie. It could have been like 1920, just like a decent ghost movie. Or make it a lot more epic. Because I think it has a lot going for it. Mm-hmm. Like, I think it's... And Everything except for the story. And that's part of what's really frustrating about it. Um, visually, I think it's, 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 really, it's really beautiful. I love the way that the house is photographed. And I think like... I mean, it's, it's the sort of house that if you actually lived, they'd be like, why? Is, can I turn some lights on in here? This is a very <laughs> spooky house that I've decided to move into. But it's got like, it's got... It, and I looked like kind of... It looks the, like the Guzarish house, actually. <laughs> I also really liked like the way that the police station was photographed. Like, I, I thought there was, my, I liked, there was a lot of atmosphere. I like one character I did like was the coroner who keeps having to do autopsies on people, oh, God, yeah, but also can't hear what anyone says. So he's always repeating things and generally annoying the cops. That was kind of fun. Yeah. I like that guy. I also liked the soundtrack. Yeah, it was kind of that synthy Stranger Thingsy type thing, and I'm a sucker for that. Yeah, and I I love horror movie soundtracks and I think like you have some of the best composers in India uh, that you can you can give us a great soundtrack who did yeah. this soundtrack the composer was Raja Narayan Deb it felt like the score was doing a lot of the heavy lifting at times too yeah yeah I don't know I kind of wish that it had been a bit longer and found a more kind of found its its mode have a um, rhythm yeah whereas, each episode was like completely off kilter from each other i think so yeah like and they didn't kind of end in like satisfying kind of they didn't they didn't make you want to continue watching you know like i think with a netflix show especially when you want to compare it to things like stranger things and they want you to binge it haunting of hill's house or even ghoul yeah where you want to binge it kind of ghoul was the right length yeah you kind of really have to be encouraged to like watch the next episode right away and at the end of each episode i was like oh okay yeah <laughs> okay time for bed i guess that guy had force powers and he could like kill your heart from across the way yeah um i feel like uh this is such an anticlimactic episode we've been gone for three weeks and we come back to be like this netflix show we watched was okay kind happy of, halloween yeah kind of a downer um <laughs> i also think that the if we're really getting into it, the police force in Goa should take much better records <laughs> because no one had heard of the fakir who had murdered like seven people 
and died. Like they hung him, and then he had this whole correspondence with the um, author. Like he seemed like a pretty big deal, and meanwhile, everyone has forgotten him, even the cops. Yes, we should say that the fakir is played by by Abhishek Banerjee. I'm sorry that we don't have anything more interesting to say. I always prefer like when we when we like what we watch, so we can. Or really... if we really hate it, yeah, you and can this go is... Kabir Singh on it for a while. This one is. It was fine. I don't know. You were not interested in seeing the second season. No. No. It ends on multiple cliffhangers. Yeah. Um, but again, I'm not. Yeah, I'm also not engaged enough to to sit through another season. Sorry, Sajoy Gosh. I can't yeah. see it turning into a different genre of horror. No. What horror movie would you recommend to watch instead? Like, in general or a Hindi one? In general. <laughs> in general, what should you watch this Halloween? A haunted item. A haunted item? Christine. Christine, yeah. That's a good movie about a haunted yeah, item. Yeah, we did Christine recently on Trash Hunt the Movies, and I was really impressed with how much I liked Christine. That yeah. car... So scary. Or Phobia, which is actually a good Hindi mm-hmm. horror movie. I'd say it edges towards horror. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's like That's a good one. It's like Bollywood repulsion. We didn't really talk about that in a Hindi horror episode. I forget why we talked about it. Uh, we only did it in a year, year-end year wrap-up episode, so we've never actually officially like reviewed it on its own, so we could consider it for next year. So yeah. It's a good episode. But that's a good one. Sorry, if you, that's if you a can, good show. If you can find Phobia. That's a good film. Yeah. Check Phobia out. That was yeah, good. Yeah, that was really good. That's a haunted house. Haunted apartment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No. Watch that one. Unfortunately, we found this Netflix series lacking in the storytelling department. But the good news is that I have a podcast to tell you about that will make up for it. Makeshift Stories is a bi-weekly journey into the improbable. Created by Alan V. Hare, the show features speculative fiction, sci-fi, and fantasy stories for all ages. You can find Makeshift Stories and the rest of the Alberta Podcast Network powered by ATB member podcasts at albertapodcastnetwork.com. This episode of Bollywood is for Lovers is brought to you by TELUS World of Science Edmonton, home of the Canadian debut of Marvel Universe of Superheroes. Earlier in this episode, I, a vampire, was talking about Dracula. Well, do you know who fought Dracula in a highly regarded run of issues in the 1970s? Why, my favorite Marvel superhero, Doctor Strange, that's who. At the Marvel Universe of Superheroes exhibit, you can travel into the mirror dimension just like Doctor Strange, in addition to seeing rare hand-drawn images of iconic heroes and hearing an exciting soundscape by composers Lauren Balfe and Hans Zimmer. Buy your tickets today at tellusworldofscienceedmonton.ca. If you're coming out from outside of Edmonton, there's a hotel deal on the website. And this is the only place in Canada where you could see the exhibition. So, again, that website is tellusworldofscienceedmonton.ca. Well, I think that brings us to the end of this short Dead Flicks and Kill. Yeah. Uh, We will be back in two weeks uh, with another kind of recurring uh, seasonal episode that we do. Another problematic series, too. (laughs) Another one that's had difficulties in the past. Uh, We are going to be doing our annual November episodes. We're going to be looking at some Hindi noir films. In the meantime, Bat. Bat? (laughs) Vampire Bat. In the meantime, Vampire Bat. Vampire Bat or Vampire Matt? Vampire Matt. In the meantime, Vampire Matt, how can we we keep up with the show? Well, (laughs) I suggest you follow us on Twitter, at BollywoodPod. I'm there too, at Matt underscore B-O-W-E-S. 
I'm at Ernie Fraser, E-R-N-E-F-R-A-S-E-R. Uh, you can find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Bollywood is for lovers. Uh, if you're a fan of the show, please leave us a star rating review over on Apple Podcasts. We, we, do, we do like to read those out on air. We'll say whatever um, you want. You can make me say stuff in an accent. While you're over there, please check out the other show that I do weekly with Paul Matwichuk called Trash Art and the Movies. Uh, and we also want to give a shout out to Becca Dalkey for our delightful artwork. Yeah. He's a That's good everything. boy. Yeah. All right. We are back to Thank our, you very much for listening. Back to our regular schedule and kind of more regular content uh, in two weeks. I don't have to go anywhere till mid-November. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. Happy Halloween. Bye. <laughs>